Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Burley Martin. I'm with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you guys um, so very much for joining in. I just just dropped in for a second, for a minute, for a moment, because I want to encourage you, remind you, exhort you, that, and talk about conver- conversating with our Abba Father. Um, because that's really what prayer is. Prayer is really sitting down and having a conversation with our Father. Our Abba Father. You know, God, he says he is a present help in our time of trouble. And the word of God tells us that this is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. And not only does he hear us, but that he will answer. He not only hears us, but he will answer also. Sorry about this lighting. Um, God not, not only hears us, but he, he will answer us um, when we pray. He is our present help. And so the same way, so when we say we don't have time to pray, or what are we saying? We're saying, God, I, Father, Dad, I don't have time for you today. I don't have time to talk to you today. I don't have time to converse with you today. But the word of God tells us to pray without ceasing. What does that look like? What does it look like to pray without ceasing? Well, when you're washing dishes, pray. It's you're, con- you're constantly talking to your father off and on all throughout the day. When you're driving the car, turn off the radio and pray. <laughs> when you're washing dishes, pray. You know, pray without ceasing. Don't worry about anything but pray about everything. I was talking to one of my sisters yesterday and and we were talking about this, how how prayer is simply conversating with God. And when we pray in our heavenly language, when we pray in the spirit, when we pray in tongues, then we're praying the perfect will of God. It's a direct access to the Father in our unknown language. And the devil can't understand it. He can't intercept it. But um, pray without ceasing. Philippians 4 and 6 tells us, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, to simply let our requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will cover our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. Now, it's kind of like we have to have a relationship with God to um, see him as our Abba Father, to recognize him as our Abba Father. Do you recognize God as your Father? Or is He just a man upstairs? We cannot see Him as the man upstairs and think that we're going to receive anything from Him because um, seeing God as the man upstairs, it's not, it doesn't, it's not relational. That's not a relationship. God is not the man upstairs. Okay, so if that's your perception of God, then there's no condemnation. Um, but my, I would say to you, spend time getting to know him through prayer, praise, fellowship, reading his word, studying his word, and asking him for wisdom as to how to do what you know. Because you can know the word and not, and not know how to do what it says, right? Um, so prayer, praying with, to God is having a conversation with your father. And once again... When we don't make time for him, when we don't make room for him, 
When we don't plan God in our day, we plan God out of our day. But he already told us, he said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. And in the same way we want our children to acknowledge us before they run off doing things, God wants us to acknowledge him. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path, right? Lean not to your own understanding. Um, Let's find it here. Proverbs. Proverbs 3 and 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, But in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Depart from evil. Do not be wise in your own eyes and depart from evil. Right? Because when we're not acknowledging God in in all of our ways, we ignore God in all our ways. And why does he say depart from evil? Um, Be not wise in your own eyes and depart from evil. Because when we feel like we can live this life without acknowledging Jesus Christ, that's us trying to do things on our own. Um, That's, you know, there's a proverb that says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. I mean, in your natural mind, everything is going to make sense because we're making our choices based upon what we believe. So, but when our, what we believing is not what God is saying, then what we're believing is a lie. Let every man be a lie, but always let God's word be the, be the truth because that's what it is. God's word is always true. God's word is the truth and God's word is always true. Okay. So just next time, when it's time to make a decision about something, Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. That's his promise to us. His promise to us is that if we acknowledge him in all our ways, that he would direct our path. So have you talked about it with your father? I like to say, instead of complaining about it, why not go pray about it? Whatever it is, those conversations that you're having, your cares, your concerns, your fears, those are the things that we need to be taking to the Lord in prayer. We need to go talk, just talk to our father. You don't have to be on your knees to talk to your father. You, we need to be praying without ceasing. We need to be praying all throughout the day. It's not a religious thing. It's a relational thing. You know, in the same way you might talk to your husband all day throughout the day, or you talk to your kids all day throughout the day. It's the same way we talk to our Heavenly Father all day throughout the day. Like I said, when you're washing dishes, when you're driving the car, and you're in the car by yourself, turn off the radio and just pray or talk to your Heavenly Father. You know, pray without ceasing. Whatever it is, be anxious for nothing. Pray about everything. Pray with about everything. Nothing is too hard for God and nothing is too small for God. If it concerns you, then the Lord tells us in First Peter, he says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. So God wants us to cast our cares, our worries, our fears upon him because he don't want us to worry and he cares about us, right? The same way you don't want your your child or your children walking around being worried about the light bill, the mortgage, the gas bill. You don't want to put that on your kids. Those kids shouldn't have to be worried about or if their lights are going to be cut off, are they going to have food to eat? That's not something that you should put on a child. And guess what? That's not something God wants to put on his children. So he says, you know what? I'm the Abba Father. You're my child. You are the, we call you, those who are uh, led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And 
Um, this is why we call him Abba Father, because we have, we were adopted by him when we accepted his son, Jesus Christ. We have been adopted by God, and we are sons of God, daughters of God, children of God, and we have an inheritance. We're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. We have an inheritance. We're king kids. We're rich. Okay, just because you don't have it does not mean your father don't. You have a rich father. Okay, the earth is the Lord and, and the, everything in it, right? We have, a, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a holy generation. We are rich. We're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Everything he's entitled to, we're entitled to. So when we became sons of God, when we were adopted, when we accepted Jesus Christ and we were adopted by God, he became our Abba Father. Romans tells us those who have not the spirit of God are none of his. I know we like to think that we're all God's children, but this is not true. Let me prove it to you. Let me find that scripture. It's in Romans. Um, but those who have not the spirit of God are none of his. Those who have not. Hold on one second. Not the spirit of God are none of his. Romans 8 and 9. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, any man have not who have not the spirit of Christ... He is none of his, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. So he who has not the spirit of God is none of his. In other words, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then God is not your father. We're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children until we accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. Okay, so no, we're not all God's children, but we are all God's creation. Uh, Romans 8 and 9 tells us that. But now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You know, the Bible says that God chastised those that he loved. And those who are without chastisement are not are not our bastards. They're not his children. God chastised, let me, let me, those he loved. It's Hebrews 12 and 6. It says, for the Lord disciplines the ones he loved. Okay. For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and chastens every son whom he receives. Um, endure suffering as disciplines. A disciple endure, endure suffer, suffering as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? A father disciplines his children. So God chastised those that he loves. So God's correction is not his rejection. God's correction is not condemnation. God's correction is conviction. And the purpose of his correction is for redemption. It's to redeem us, draw us to repentance. So to help us to change our ways. To turn, isn't that what correction is for? The reason you're trying to correct that wrong behavior. When, we're trying, when we chastise our kids, the purpose of the chastisement is to correct their wrong behavior. Okay? It's to protect them from something that's evil. It's to protect them from something that's going to harm them. That's what love is. When love is choice, it's not force. Okay? But love, uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful is the kiss of an enemy. Your true friends will always tell you the truth. And it's like I said, if all your friends are yes men, then you don't have any real friends. Um, the Bible says, but deceitful are the kiss of the enemy. 
It's so important that if we really truly love our family members or whoever, that we tell them the God honest truth. Okay, because love tells the truth. The reason we tell the truth is because we're trying to protect them from something that's going to hurt them. Okay, it's not to crush them, it's to help them. For he chastised those that are his. Let me read on further. That's Hebrews 12, 6. Let me go down a little bit further. Hebrews 12, 6. Okay. Okay, it says, It is for discipline that you have to endure, God. Have to endure. God is treating you as sons. This is English Standard Version, Hebrews 12 and 7. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. In other words, you don't go around whooping kid, people, kids that's not yours. At least not today you don't. You know, you don't whoop other people. You don't discipline or chastise other people, kids, which we used to can do back in the day. Um, but you don't do that because they're not your kids. You can go You can go to jail and get in trouble for that. That's not your child. You don't have a right to discipline a, 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 a child that's not yours. And this is what God is saying. If he's not chastising you, those are who are without chastisement are none of his. They're illegitimate. And one translation says bastards because he's not your father. So and how do we make God our father? Well, Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who tries to come any other way is a thief and a robber. Jesus is the way the truth and the life. John 14 and 6 tells us this. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So God, Jesus is saying, listen here, because it was his blood that paid the price that we could not pay. We owed a debt. We were in sin and we had to be born again. And the only way back to the Father was through the blood. We had to be redeemed by the blood. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. He was perfect. Okay, a man did it, so a man had to undo it. The Bible say by one man's disobedience, we were all made sinners, Adam, and by one man's obedience, we were all made righteous, Jesus. So it was for this purpose, the word of God tells us and teaches us that the son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. The son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. In other words, I like to say that Jesus came to undo everything that the devil did. He came to undo it. 1 John 3 and 8. The Okay, let's see. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He should destroy the works of the devil. So, Jesus came to redeem us. From every evil work that the devil had in plan for us. Jesus said it's the thief that cometh um, that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I'm the good shepherd, and I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. So Jesus came to undo everything that the devil came to do. So Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We must come through Jesus to get to the Father. And those who have not accepted 
Jesus Christ. A lot of times if you ask people, are they have they uh, accepted Jesus Christ? Are they believers? A lot of times they might can't tell you how. You say, well, how did you get saved? Uh, where did you get saved? When did you get saved? I think that's a very good, important question to ask because, um, because sometimes people think because they went to church as a child, they got saved, but they never really accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, I think it was James Robinson, uh, his wife, Betty Robinson, said how she grew up as a child in church, but she was never saved. She used to sing in the choir and everything, but she realized she was not saved. She had not accepted Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, but because if you confess with your mouth, this is how, you know, this is whosoever shall call upon the name uh, uh, shall be saved. But this is also a lot of times people don't know how to lead people to the Lord. So. Um, if you meet someone and they want to accept Jesus Christ, you can lead them to the Lord through Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, right, and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For it's with the heart that we believe. But and it's justified, but it's with the mouth that we confess and is saved. It's with the heart that we believe, but it's with the mouth that we confess. So if we're believing this in our heart, guess what? It's going to be coming out of our mouth because it's out of the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth is speaking. So I like to tell people, if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth. Jesus said that which goes into the mouth, that's not what defiles a man because that comes out through the bowels, through the body. But it's what comes out of a man's heart. That's what defiles him. For it's out of the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth is speaking. So if you want to know what's in your heart, simply listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Right? So in order, um, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is that uh, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Do you believe that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead? If so, then you shall be saved. You will be saved if you believe those things. And the only way to the Father is through the Son. And if we try to go any other way through any other religion, because I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. When we try to go any other way, the Bible says we are a thief and a robber. So this is what makes, uh, this is how you know when you're dealing with the spirit of the Antichrist. Right? He tells us. He said, beloved, believe, First John 4 and 1, King James says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. And I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been running into these on self, on, on, uh, on occasions. I had one, um, I had to speak with two of them on the phone. We're going to run up on these people. Okay. I'm not these people, but on the spirit. It says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit. Why does he say spirit? Do not believe every spirit and not every person. Because the real lust is a spirit, right? Where spirit 
We are a spirit. We have a, we live in a body and we have a soul. And this is why when a person pass from death to uh, pass on, the only thing that's left behind is the body. That was the house. It's the Bible say that it's the spirit that giveth life. So when the spirit leaves the body, the person ceases to live, right? We know this. We know that when you go to a home, homegoing service, whatever, the only thing that's there is an empty corpse. There's no life. It's not talking. It's not moving. Why? Because the spirit has left the house. So the real us is a spirit. It's the spirit that giveth life. When God created man from the dirt, from the dust, he did not become a living being until he breathed his Zoe life through his nostrils. Genesis 1. Maybe it's 3 and 1 or Genesis. That's when he became a living being. The very breath that we breathe comes from our Abba Father. I'm I'm talking about this because I'm setting the foundation because I want us to understand that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, His Father becomes our Father. We've been adopted. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. He who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, so we could be made, put in right standings with our Heavenly Father. See, the Bible says that it wasn't that uh, the way He proved His love to us is that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's how He proved His love for us. It wasn't... Um, it wasn't because of our goodness or because of our righteousness, lest any man should be able to boast. We were saved by uh, grace, it, it, faith and grace. It wasn't by our own works, lest any man should boast. Because if I was saved by my righteousness, my, my goodness and my good works, then I would have something to boast about. I would have something um, to, to uh, brag about. But we were saved by grace, lest any man... Uh, should boast. We was we wasn't saved by our own ability. We were saved because we accepted Jesus Christ. When we've been redeemed um, by the precious blood of Jesus, Romans five and eight tells us. It says, uh, "But God demonstrated His love for us. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners." Lord, have mercy, Jesus. God showed, he proved his love for us. He, our our father, our father, God, he wants us to be so convinced of his love for us. Because when we're convinced of God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. Why? Because perfect love casts out fear. God is, our Abba Father is a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless. He's someone you can sit down and talk to. You can tell him every single thing. He already knows everything. And he said, you know what? Bring me in remembrance of my word. So when you're conversing or having conversation or prayer with your to your father, remind him of what he said. Not that he has forgotten, but it's so you can remember because the only word that he has to perform is his own. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. That God's word, it will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish those things whereunto it has been sent. I said that to simply say that God does not ignore us. He's not a father that he will ignore us. He does not ignore us. His ears is open to the cries of his children. The same way when your baby cried, one of your children cried, you run to go see what's wrong with them. 
Well, he don't have to run anywhere because he's right here with us. Psalms 34, 15 through 19, the Amplified says, The eyes of the Lord are towards the uncompromising or the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Cries. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. But the Lord, he, uh, God, he hears our cries. The Bible says he is a present help in time of our trouble. This is our Abba Father. I'm talking about our Father, the one that you can go and converse to, the one that you, he is our confidant. You really, 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 really can go and tell him everything because he already knows everything. He's omnipotent and he's omnipresent. I'm just here to testify to you that our Abba Father is a friend. He is our, he is a good, good father and you can trust him and you can cast your cares, your worries, your fears upon him through prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer and bring him in remembrance of what he said. How many faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen? And I always like to tell people that the way when we become hopeless, it's because we have become faithless. And there's no condemnation. All that means is we need to go back and hear the word some more. Or we need to go back and find out what the word of God says about that situation. Have you talked to your Abba Father about your marriage? Have you talked to your Abba Father about your finances? Have you talked to your Abba Father about your children? What is it? Whatever it is that you're on that phone talking to other people about those cares, those worries, those fears, those grandchildren, whatever it is. Your Abba Father say, give it to me. Cast your cares upon me. Because guess what? I care for you. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Philippians 4 and 6 says, through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto the Lord. And then the peace of God, which passes all natural human understanding. It will cover your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then he says, and, then, and here then, brethren, think on these things. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are praiseworthy. Whatsoever things are good report. He even go on and tell us what to think about. Why? Because he knows that those worries, those cares, and those fears is going to steal the word. It's going to cause us to worry. It's going to steal the word and it's going to cause us to worry. And he don't want us to worry. The same way you don't want your kids worrying about stuff. It's the same way God don't want his kids worrying about stuff. <laughs> he is so, he is his love for us is unconditional. He don't get angry at us. You have mothers that don't speak to their children, children that don't speak to their mother. Um, even when your mother and father forsake you, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He is a mother to the motherless. You're not fatherless. And I want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you that it doesn't matter how alone you feel. It's not possible to be alone when God is everywhere at the exact same time. He's omnipotent, omnipresent. He knows everything. He sees everything. And God is mindful of 
us and you're the apple of his eye. I just want you to know that you can sit down and you can converse because prayer is talking to God. Prayer is talking to your father. Prayer is, is filing your complaints taking it all to the Lord, taking your cares to the Lord, uh, making your prayers and your supplications and giving uh, along with your thanksgiving, giving it to the Father, telling your Father all about it. When a child gets in trouble, they run and they tell their parents. They go and tell their father about their trouble. He said, give it to me. Cast your cares. I can carry it. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He is our father. It was John 3, 16 tells us it was because God so loved us. He so loved you. It was because God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, to die on the tree. So that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm just trying to convince you of how much our Abba Father, God loves you. Having confidence in God's love for us causes fear to have no place in us. For perfect love casts out fear. I dropped in the comment to say, to exhort you, to encourage you, to take time, to make time, to sit down and talk to your father and tell him all about your trouble. Find out what he said. For there really is a promise for every problem. Find out what the promise is saying. Find out what your father says. What's the counsel of God? The word of God is the counsel of God. The word of God is the wisdom of God. What is the counsel of God concerning that thing that's concerning you? I just dropped in briefly to say that our Abba Father, he's not the man upstairs. His, he, God is not just with us. But the Spirit, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died and rose, you shall be saved. Whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to accept him today by believing that he is Lord and that he did die and that he did rise. And today you can be saved. Just say, Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the son of God, that you died and that you rose. You're coming back again. I believe it. I believe it in my heart and I'll confess it with my mouth. Because you said, if I confess you before men, you'll confess me before my father. But if I deny you before men, you will deny me before my father. And so, Father God, we just thank you today for those who've accepted you, who are now receiving you as their Abba, Father, God. And you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You have a father. Even if you don't have a biological father, you have an Abba Father, and that's your real father. Because the Bible say before the foundations of the world that God knew you, that he knew you. Before you was knitted together in your mother's womb, God knew you. Do you know what that means? That means that before your mother and father knew each other, that God knew you. You're not an accident, an incident, or a coincidence. You're here on purpose, for purpose, and with a purpose because God himself 
created you on purpose, for purpose, and with his good purpose in mind. For the plans that he has for you are good and not evil, to bless you, prosper you, and bring you into great success. I said all that to simply say that you are a God idea, and you are a good idea, and you're not a mistake. It doesn't matter what mama, daddy, or anyone else says. You are here. You were predestined before the foundations of the world to be right here, right now, at this time, and in this place. And you was born into that family on purpose, for purpose. So go and ask your Abba Father. You don't have to go in a room and close the door. It's good to do that if the Lord is leading you. But let's pray all day, throughout the day, just conversating with our Abba Father. If you have a question, why are you washing dishes? Ask him about it. He wants us to know what he know. Before the foundations of the world, he knew you. I don't know about you, but I want to know what God know about me. I want to know the mind of Christ. I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way. I don't want my way anymore. So today my prayer is, Father, we come before you today, this day, and we surrender and we say, Lord, we confess you as Lord and, and would you be and, um, accept you as our Savior in Jesus' name. We believe you died and rose again. And we believe that we are born again. In Jesus' name we pray. Take some time out to converse, to conversate with your Abba Father. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. And the plans that he has for us are good. And he has the blueprints for our life. So why not go to him? And ask him, what is his good plans for your life? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys again for joining in. Please support us. Hit the support button. Um, You guys share this podcast or share this YouTube page. Subscribe to my YouTube page. If you'd like to um, cash at me, dollar sign, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E-J, Martin, or support my podcast and all proceeds go to my nonprofit. If you'd like to support our nonprofit it's um, go to our website, We Care, W-E-E Care 1966.us, and donate to us there. You guys be so blessed, be encouraged, and keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Focus on what you do have so you will not start complaining about what you don't have. Because the truth of the matter is, just because you don't have it, don't doesn't mean you don't have it because our Abba Father has it. Remember, we're King's kids and we are rich and we have an inheritance. Okay, I'm going to end it here.